Hello, everyone, and welcome to ASPA's podcast. I am Anna Weber. I'm ASPA's marketing director, and I'm so lucky today to be joined by Dr. Sarah Scretta, who's the certification officer at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thank you for coming today, Sarah. Oh, absolutely. It's great to be here, Anna. So most of our questions today center around the data and information put forth by the American Association of School Personnel Administrators White Paper, titled Five Shifts to Address the National Educator Shortage, Findings from the National Educator Shortage Summit. This summit was hosted by ASPA in February of 2022 with a lot of help from Dr. Sarah Scretta. So the report identifies five shifts to address the national educator shortage, and so these are the five things that we can do. First, we can reduce the barriers to careers in education while preserving the standards of excellence. Sarah, what does this mean to you? And what's one thing that you've seen, learned, experienced that may help to reduce the barriers? Well, when we talk about barriers to the education profession, I think sometimes we go to the big stuff and it doesn't have to be the big stuff to make a huge difference. So um, pieces like removing Standardized tests for entrance requirements to program completion can help in your traditional sense of the way. Um, Showing pathways and career ladders within the profession can help people understand that there are different jobs within that profession. Um, Something that I've seen that helps reduce the barriers um, are, you know, the grow your own programs, because those are people that can't see a pathway to education. And so it's a partnership with Um, PK-12 schools and institutions of higher ed to figure out a way for people to be qualified and trained well, um, but within a very expedient timeline. And those are the types of innovations we need to see. Perfect. So the second shift that's been proposed is to design comprehensive human capital management systems. In your work, Sarah, what exposure experience or what have you seen districts do to change their hiring systems to better attract a workforce? I've been um, an educator for a long time. Um, And so, you know, the school systems, no matter if they're multiple buildings or singular buildings, are very complex systems. So any significant systemic change takes a little while to to get done, despite everyone's best efforts. Um, So if we're looking at redesigning or rethinking about how we manage our people, which I think the education community recognizes Things have changed and we have to do that. Um, part, of it, part of that issue is understanding what that means. Um, what is that? How do I do that? You know, we have our ways of, of staffing, of hiring, of recruiting, and those things all are part of that, that management. How do we get not only get people into our system, and it's beyond teachers, it's your classified staff, it's your administrators as well, but how do we then continue to support and develop and mentor them so that they continue to stay and then in turn can help do that with those new folks? And that's everything from your your salary and your benefits um, to employee wellness, which doesn't just mean everybody's in great shape, um, but also is talking about the culture piece as well. Um, The third proposed shift is to establish a transparent and equitable total reward system, just teacher salaries. This shift is a tall order with many competing factors and barriers. What do you see as those barriers and what new and creative ways do you see we can make a difference? If I had the answer, the creative way to make the difference, I'd be shouting it from the mountaintop. (laughs) So let's be clear, I don't have that. One of the biggest challenges, um, at least for the public school systems, 
is how those systems are funded using tax dollars. So there are limited um, innovations that those districts can do in terms of adjusting teacher salaries. Um, so, so that's where we have that community effort. Um, I think it's really important that we recognize that, that teaching is a licensed profession. Um, and, and when I say it's really important, I'm not talking about just non-educators. We in the education community also need to recognize that as well. Um, and so there are certain expectations and we need to demonstrate the need for increased funding because, um, again, especially for those public schools, there's a lot of competition for those that limited pot of dollars. Absolutely. The fourth shift that we have identified is to strengthen educators' sense of purpose, belonging, and connection. This shift identifies that the top predictor of resignations is toxic organizational culture and identifies buildings with a welcoming culture that values diversity, equity, and inclusion as a high-level recommendation. What does this mean to you? From your perspective, um, what can be accomplished in this area and what momentum can we build upon? We have a tendency to think of educators as already engaged because it is a public service type of profession. Um, but what I what I value about the educator's sense of purpose is basically a culture. How does your leadership, whether that's your building leadership or your, your district leadership or both, um, and then your team, you know, your fourth grade team leadership, build that culture of, of inclusion, of transparency, of empowerment and support, all leading to the same goal, which is student achievement, that's hard. And a lot of our leaders, regardless of which stage they're at, need help with that. And so that's where it has to start. But it's it's a commitment and it's a full swing. And any district can go and see which building has low turnover. And ultimately, you'll probably see one of the reasons is the leadership in that building, or that's the building where everyone wants to go work. Um, And so those are the types of things that we need to get better at as an education community, because we haven't had to do that before. We haven't faced the workforce challenges that we do now. Yeah. So the fifth and final shift is to deliver exceptional employment experiences. Now, this shift identifies that there is a disconnect between candidate expectations and the realities of working in education. We'll fail to build, we will fail to build a sustainable pipeline of educators for the future if we don't address this disconnect. How do you think we can work to change the narrative from within our own profession? That's, that's exactly right. This is a huge shift, and I think it, it's a two-way street. So those of us that are currently in the education profession um, need to make sure that what we're saying is accurate. Maybe we don't like the building or we don't like the district where we are, but it's not that we don't like the profession. So instead of saying, I hate being an administrator, don't be an administrator, we need to say, don't be an administrator in XYZ district. Um, I think we also um, need to make sure that we have a strategic long-term vision because with the pandemic, especially people are still putting band-aids on. We're seeing a group of newly trained teachers coming through that have greatly different experiences. Our students that are coming in have had really truncated, strange kind of last couple of years. And so all of that just makes it more important for us to make sure we're delivering on those things. Absolutely. If you are interested in reading ASPA's white paper and seeing some findings from our first Educator Shortage Summit, you can find those on ASPA.org. And I hope that you all will join us for our second uh, Educator Shortage Summit, which will be um, January 19th through 20th in New Orleans. And I'm sure that Dr. Sarah Scarta will be joining us. It'll be a good time. Hope to see you all there. Thank you all so much for joining us. And thank you so much, Sarah, for sitting down with us today. Thank you.